one of the biggest and most foundational learnings from my experiences with ayahuasca has been that I am no longer a victim of my life. We always say like from victim to victor. And this shift has helped me to take radical self-responsibility for my life. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. It has been a really fun week over here of celebrations, of birthday celebrations. And thank you for all the beautiful messages that you sent my way. And they were so very much received with a big and open heart. And I thank you so much for them, especially the ones where you guys couldn't believe that I was 39. Thank you. Those ones mean the most. I love it to think that I don't look a day over 30 is what some of you told me. Honestly, really? I don't know about that one, but I'll take it. So thank you so much. Those, they mean so, so much to me and uh, just really beautiful to spend some time going through like my DMs and seeing the amazing messages you guys sent my way. So thank you for for that and for taking the time to send me those birthday wishes. It was also Gitan's birthday. So, and it was Mother's Day. So, lots to celebrate, lots going on in the past week. And uh, just super grateful for all of it and for you guys. And thanks for being here again with me. I'm excited to chat about psychedelics today with my guest, Lana Pribic. And she is the co host of Modern Psychedelics. It is a podcast that you guys got to go check out. And Modern Psychedelics is really on this mission to evolve human consciousness through conversations around psychedelics and spirituality. And I'm really excited for this conversation because I have had very powerful experiences with ayahuasca, also with mushrooms and psilocybin specifically. And I just love to hear others' experiences and how it's transformed their lives and their well-being and their business and all sorts of things. Um, and it's just really, it's just really interesting to listen to others and what their experiences have been like. It's also, you know, it's made me think how long it has taken me to actually come on here and share about my experience with ayahuasca. I've been really sitting with that. And like, I keep asking myself, like, why, why haven't I, why haven't I recorded an episode really diving into my experience around it. And what I'm really learning about myself is that for me, I need time. Like I've noticed this, I've noticed this across the board with different things in my life that I I need time to really integrate with things and to work through things in my own way and to really break them down and understand them in my own way before I can go and share them. And sometimes things are also just very personal, right? They're not meant to really be shared. And so I was trying to just navigate that. And so today's episode, I am not sharing about my ayahuasca journey. Uh, My guest is sharing about her journey and not just ayahuasca specifically, but 
we do talk about that and we talk about all kinds of psychedelics and what really guided Lana to, you know, utilize them and what it was like for her and her experience. We talk about how she is now diving into life coaching and what that really looks like. She does specialize in life and psychedelic integration coaching. And um, that's really interesting. And just, you know, I think a really, um, we're going to start really seeing that in this space a lot, utilizing coaching and psychedelics together. There's, um, there's been many friends that I know that have been transformed by it. Of course, myself included. Um, We talk about microdosing with psilocybin. She shares a little bit about her protocols and what that's looked like for her. And then, yes, we do go there. The alien talk. We talk a little bit about aliens and if she's encountered them on some of her journeys. And then we also talk about ceremony and practicing ceremony and what that can look like from day to day and, and what that looks like in Lana's life. So really excited for this conversation. And I do promise at some point I will be sharing my journey with ayahuasca. I have gone on, I guess, eight journeys now in the past year and a bit. And they have all been very transformative. I have learned so much about myself. I have healed so much. I have transformed so much. And not every time has been easy. Some of them have been really freaking difficult. Um, And I think I really just want to make sure that I create the right space. Like, I feel like I really need an entire day cleared out to be able to sit here and record that episode. So, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why I haven't recorded that episode is because it is going to be a time commitment to really take you through that process and that journey and kind of take you through all eight journeys because they've all been very, very different. Um, And just to really share that with you and share it in a way that really honors and respects the medicine as well. So Lana, she had started her community in a time when she was deeply activated by psychedelics and wanted to share the journey with others. And she has a co-host on the Modern Psychedelics podcast, and they interview spiritualists, scientists, and starseeds alike with the intention to ignite awareness, awakening, and integration within. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Let's dive in. If you've ever wanted to make your own hemp milk at home, Eaton Hemp has made it really easy with their hemp milk creation kit. This kit comes with a reusable glass milk bottle, a cheesecloth so that you can strain out the milk, and a recipe card with instructions on how to make different flavors of hemp milk. Lately, I've been really conscious about making plant milks at home. I feel like there are just way too many ingredients and gums that are in those plant milks that you find at the health food store and the grocery store. And as much as I love them and they can be really convenient, it is so easy to just throw your hemp hearts into your blender along with some water, vanilla extract, a little bit of sea salt, maybe a date to sweeten it. And you literally have the most delicious plant milk that is rich in omega-3s and protein and is loaded with minerals. And you can add it to your smoothies, into a coffee, and it's really easy to use. So head on over to EatonHemp.com. Check out their Hemp Milk Creation Kit. It is only $7.99. You can use the coupon code WellnessWitch to save 20% off site-wide. And while you're there, check out my absolute favorite CBD oil. They are always transparent about their products. They're always organic. And I absolutely love their extra strength CBD oil. I take a full dropper full right before bed and it is just fantastic. Check them out if you are looking for a CBD oil that is high quality, 
and something that's really going to help support your nervous system and support sleep as well as your mood and anxiety. Again, that coupon code is wellnesswitch. Save 20% off at eatenhemp.com. Hello, Lana. Welcome to the Wellness Switch podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super looking forward to our conversation. Yes, it's going to be a juicy one. When I went down the rabbit hole on Instagram and found you <laughs> and was searching psychedelics and all the fun things and came across you. And, and then also I was like, oh, she's in Toronto. She's not far from me. How have I not crossed paths with her before? I was like, I have to reach out and I think we'll have just a really interesting conversation today. So thanks for being here. Before we officially dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So thanks for having me. Um, so my name's Lana and right now I'm in a really exciting time in my life professionally because I am making a transition into life coaching. So I have just received my life coaching certification from IPEC and I went on a nine month coaching certification journey. A lot of programs are like one to four months. This one's really intense. And what actually happened was I had to completely gut myself, look at all the shadows, look at everything um, kind of in my way yep. to be able to do that for my clients. So that's been a really interesting time. And I'm just really looking forward to transitioning into that. I do work at a startup in the psychedelic space at the moment. And I also have a podcast called Modern Psychedelics. So I'm very much immersed in the world of psychedelics, plant medicine, spirituality, healing, all of that delicious stuff. Yeah, I love it. That sounds amazing. So we're going to dive into all of that today. And I'm really curious, what was it that really called you towards life coaching and going on that, that nine-month journey? Mm. So I have been on my own healing journey for many years now with and without psychedelics. Um, but the deeper that I kind of dove into self-actualization work, shall we call it, um, the more important it came, became to me and the more it became this pillar, the pillar, the most important pillar in my life. And it just felt like really important work to me. Like sure. I would rather read, you know, books on psychology or psychedelics or spirituality than, you know, quote unquote, work on my career. Right. Right. So there was this really, there was this draw for me to make my career and my J-O-B something that I was really invested in. So as the years went by and I had done a lot of therapy and I, you know, at one point I was even going to like codependence anonymous. It's like alcoholics anonymous, but for, co I, I am a recovered codependent. <laughs> I love that. But I actually I, didn't even know that existed. A lot of people don't, but it was, it was interesting. So I had just been, you know, really working on myself a lot and I started to realize that this process of working with people one-on-one, -on -one, such as I did with my therapist, um, was really important to me. And I wanted to start doing that. So I knew I wanted to work with people one-on-one -on -one, 
And I actually wanted to go do spiritual psychotherapy in Toronto. There's this school called the College of Transformational Arts. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. So they have great courses, but it just didn't work out. Like the program that I wanted to apply to wasn't um, running at the time. It just didn't work out. And then I discovered coaching. Um, I actually hired a life coach. I fired my therapist and hired a coach because I was starting to feel ready to move forward in life. And you can only spend so much time in the past, right? Before you want to just move forward. So I hired a coach and that was really transformational for me. And I started thinking, maybe I should become a coach and not a therapist. And the more I kind of sat with that for probably about a year, the more it became clear to me that I wanted to be a coach. So that's the story. Amazing. I love that. How was your experience going from like therapy and coaching? Because I've done both and I often found, and this was just my personal experience, but I often found that it was just so much talk therapy for me that I was like, there's nothing tangible here for me to really take and like go and implement. But when I dove into coaching and had hired a coach, it was very radically different for me. Did do you have a very similar experience to that or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are completely different models and therapy serves some people, whereas coaching serves other people's for sure. Other people. Um I found that I was ready to fire my therapist and hire a coach when I had kind of reached a point in therapy where it was just like there was the hole, right? And we were looking at the hole and we were digging into the hole, but the hole had no end, right? Right. It's like you can keep digging and you can keep going. And like, even once you look at all your stuff, then you can look at all your parents' stuff and then you can look at all your past life stuff. And, you know, then you can look at the collective, like, there's no end to the hole. Um, and I kind of got tired of looking at the hole. I was like, I I want to start living outside of the hole now. Like we can For still sure. acknowledge it, right? We we know it's there, but I want to start, you know, building other things and really having that forward momentum, moving forward, building, creating. So that was when I knew I was ready, but the way that we were taught at IPEC, the difference between therapy and coaching is that therapy is a medical therapeutic type of model where you're actually taking clients from dysfunctional to functional. So therapy is really great for those times in our lives when we find it really hard to get out of bed. Maybe we're moving through grief. Right. Um, maybe we're finding it really difficult to work. Maybe, maybe we're afraid we might lose our job because of it. Right. Yep. Whereas coaching is a wellness model. It's moving from functional to optimal. So it really just depends on where you're at. And they're both amazing modalities. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. They're very, they're both very transformative. I think, like you said, and you explained that really well with like the whole, and you can just keep digging and digging in it. <laughs> At some point, it's like, I got to pull myself out of this and get into the next thing, you know, the next level of growth from here. So, yeah, yeah. that was a great analogy. So let's dive into psychedelics because I'm so excited to go there. And I know that you have had experiences with psychedelics and they've really helped you on your healing journey. And so I'd love to really like take it back to like when you first started with psychedelics, what 
caused you or led you to really be drawn to them? What was that very first kind of first experiences like? Yes. So this actually ties in really nicely to the therapy journey. So I'll swing back to that. But I really started experimenting with psychedelics. And I mean, I suppose I referred to them as drugs back then, but I started experimenting (laughs) with them because I was a party girl who liked to have fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I loved going out to raves and listening to house music and techno. And like, I don't know if you've ever been in that scene, but Toronto is great for it. So I had a couple of years where that was just so much fun for me. And that's kind of how I dipped my toes in, in a very safe way. You know, I am really proud to say that despite all of the parties I have been through, I and all of my friends that I've ever partied with have always been very safe and we've never, knock on wood, had any overdoses or anything like that happen. So that was always really important for me from the beginning. And then I guess where things started to change was I would go to this festival called Harvest in Ontario. It's like a mini Burning Man. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went a couple of years in a row and that's kind of I don't know where I was introduced to this very like spiritual energy vortex that I had never really been in before. And of course, that just blew me away. And you could viscerally feel all of the love and connection. So in that environment, when I took, you know, mushrooms, for example, psilocybin mushrooms, I had a completely different experience. And I started to have these more mystical type of experiences where I would be with my friends and my partner at the time. And it was just this experience of like unity and oneness and synchronicities. And we would just look up at the night sky and realize, you know, the concept of infinity and how small we are in the world and, you know, just all of those types of mystical experiences. And then a second experience that I had that was significant was I used to be a smoker, such as any good party girl would be. I used to smoke cigarettes and I had this experience at Harvest another year where I was chain smoking (laughs) and I was like on LSD and I thought, why am I doing this? I know I don't want to be doing this. I know I want to quit. I know this isn't good for me. I know this isn't aligned with me, but why am I doing it? And I had this like moment with myself and I guess this therapeutic process all on my own where I actually decided to quit smoking then and there. And I did. And that was the moment where I actually went home that weekend after. um, And I felt that I was truly done with smoking. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. There's definitely something more here to psychedelics because I just had this experience and it helped me quit cigarettes. Like something happened in my brain. And I just went into the rabbit hole of researching and learning as much as I could about the neurochemistry of psychedelics Mm -hmm. and how they're working on our brains. And it was just fascinating to me. Fast forward a few years later, I really started diving a lot deeper and more intentionally into this work um, when I was going through a really difficult breakup. And I started working with ayahuasca and that was just life-changing in so many ways, but it really shifted that relationship with psychedelics from one that was 
experimental and fun right. um, to one that was much more ceremonial, intentional for healing, for expansion, for growth. And it really started to take me more inwards towards myself. For sure. I love that. All right, guys, just a really quick interruption to chat about one of my favorite ways of kicking off my day that is with Organifi Green Juice. If you have a busy schedule and you're trying to get in all of your nutrients and prep your food, and maybe you're juicing vegetables or you're trying to get in those massive salads, and let's face it, yes, it can be time consuming. Of course, I want you to eat your veggies, but not everybody does really well with eating dark leafy greens, especially raw. So if you're looking to get in more nutrition to support your energy and your immune system and support hormonal health and inflammation, I am a big fan of Organifi Green Juice. They've also just launched a new flavor, which is Crisp Apple. Honestly, their flavors are amazing. You don't have to even mix these into smoothies. Of course, you absolutely can, but you can simply just add it to a glass of water, give it a stir, and it's going to support energy and immune health. There are adaptogens, fruits, veggies, medicinal mushrooms, and so much more packed into one scoop of Organifi Green Juice. It is Literally one of the simplest and healthiest choices you can make in your day. And Organifi is offering 20% off to our audience. Head on over to their website, OrganifiShop.com. Use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout and you'll save 20% off site-wide. So your first experiences were more with like LSD and mushrooms and then which I feel like most people, I, I actually do recommend if you're going to do ayahuasca, start with mushrooms first. I, I feel like that's, that's an important step. So, um, so let's talk about that. Your very first ayahuasca ceremony and journey and what do you, do you I'm going to assume you remember it as I feel I like do, yeah. most of us do. I'm just um, laughing. Cause like, oh man, the first one's the worst. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. My, my very first one, it was, I mean, the word that comes to mind is like, it was not memorable to be quite honest. Like I didn't have this profound experience because I was willing my way through the night and I was like trying to control the situation. Um, so let's talk about your very first experience and, and what that was like for you. Yeah. So it was not a good time. <laughs> I go to a retreat center in Ontario where I sit frequently. Um, and the first night I was outside of the ceremony room, I had just vomited for the first time. And I was thinking to myself, why do people do this? Like literally, mm -hmm. why did I pay money yep. to puke into a bucket and have a miserable time? I'm never doing this again. Totally. <laughs> and basically what happened for me that night is that I was living in the hell of my own mind. And it was just all of these thoughts, songs, like all of this junk that was in my brain was kind of just looping through over and over and over again. And I was just like sitting in that for, I don't know, like the six hours that the ceremony is yeah. and sitting in it and sitting with it. And it was, it just couldn't turn off. Mm -hmm. And the big lesson from that actually was that 
the ego is the masterpiece of the mind. I'll never forget that. That's what I took away from that. And by that, I mean, the ego has incredible powers in controlling the mind and in creating all of these stories and dramas and thoughts and distractions, all of this noise in our, in our mind um, to, you know, keep us disconnected from ourselves, to keep us connected to our ego and disconnected from ourselves. And looking back, that was actually a really beautiful, profound preliminary lesson to work as I started this relationship with ayahuasca. That was kind of like the first thing that had to be broken down. She was just saying, the medicine was just saying like, look at all of this noise, observe it, sit in it, experience what hell it is to Mm -hmm. live like this. Right. So just by showing me and making me observe that all night and showing me the hell that I live in, in my own mind was really profound because of course I could bring awareness to it. And with awareness, we can change how we approach things. Um, But that was my first experience. Needless to say, the second ceremony the next night was completely different. Um, And by Sunday afternoon, I was leaving the property you know, already signed up for my next retreat. <laughs> totally. That's often how it happens. Yeah. So many people ask me, like, why would you go back? Like if you if your first experience was like that and not enjoyable, and why would you go back? Yeah. And so what what was that for you? Like why why did you decide to go back? I decided to go back and I continued to go back because my heart and my spirit pulled me towards it. First of all, it's like a decision that I don't even have to make. It's just something that I do. But beneath that, if I were to explain it in human terms, participating in ayahuasca ceremonies is participating in the process of healing and growth and transformation. And the way that it's done with this medicine is is something that feels really right to me. And I suppose I go to continue to participate in the process of healing and transformation for myself and for others. And the interesting thing with, with ayahuasca is, you know, of course you are familiar with the concept of integration and I'm sure your listeners are as well. Um, It's often said that you know, you need to take X amount of time in between each experience in order to integrate. For sure. With ayahuasca, that's actually a little bit different. Sometimes integration actually is more ceremonies. Right. And if we even just look at the way that ayahuasca has been consumed in the Amazon for thousands of years, I mean, tribes in the Amazon have ayahuasca very frequently. It's not something that they just do, you know, once a year or a couple of times every year. It's a routine, it's a ritual, and it's a tradition. Right. So, yeah, that's something that I always find very interesting with ayahuasca is that sometimes in order to fully understand and integrate the past experience, you kind of are served by going back into that ceremonial space. And into that space with the medicine. For sure. I I can totally relate to that. 
For all of my health and wellness practitioners out there, if you are wondering what it takes to become a successful practitioner in the health and wellness space, and if you're curious if it really just relies on a sound resume or a solid business plan, or is there more to it than just that, I suggest diving deeper into the professional self-development workshop that is offered through the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in Ottawa. This virtual workshop addresses many aspects of professional development. It addresses personal limitations, therapeutic communications and ethics, and the relational aspects of a practice. In order to be a successful practitioner, we need to find where our joy meets the world's needs. We have to continually work on ourselves to become more self-aware and to develop a sense of self that is in the right relationship with others so that we can really guide them to transformation. Check out the virtual workshop, the professional self-development workshop offered by CSNN so that you can start fostering self-development and the right relationship with yourself and with others. To learn more, head on over to csnnottawa.ca forward slash advanced dash workshops. How long have you been going now to ceremony? I started going in October, 2019. So a bit over two years. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so in that time frame, what has shifted for you in life, in business, in relationships? Like what has that looked like? you oh man (laughs) it's so hard to answer that because it's it's challenging to separate you know ceremony and psychedelics from everything else that goes on in life because it's also connected especially when you start to go to ceremony frequently life kind of becomes ceremony and ceremony becomes life and it all becomes intertwined so I guess that's one change that's happened is just there's a lot more intention and ceremony in life you know I sometimes recreate the ceremony experience by myself and I take a journey with mushrooms because I would I would never do that with ayahuasca alone um but sometimes I recreate that experience and it's so powerful because it just shows you that you can create ceremony for yourself and that's really powerful um obviously my career has changed so much and in being a participant of having space being held for me in experiencing what it's like to be a part of a sacred container that is cohesive to growth and transformation that has allowed me to also develop that skill of holding space so now with my work as a coach and a podcast host i've been able to bring that into my life more <sighs> i mean i could list a million other things maybe i'll give one more um i think one of the biggest and most foundational learnings from my experiences with ayahuasca has been that I am no longer a victim of my life. Mm. Right. We always say like from victim to victor. And 
this shift has helped me to take radical self-responsibility for my life. So that means that even on those days where I am sitting in front of the couch watching TV all day, right? I know that that's a choice that I am making. Correct. I'm not a victim to that. But then when you start applying that to all of life situations, you know, relationships with others, any difficult situations that come up, when you make that shift that you're not a victim, but you're a creator, you're someone who can make choices, who can decide how things go, it just completely changes your life because you start to become more empowered. For sure. Yeah, I 100% relate. And it's really like you're taking on self-responsibility, which I feel like a lot of us lack, right? And I know for me going through my ceremonies and journeys and whatnot, it's really opened me up to like just real radical honesty with myself and where I need to take responsibility in my life. Yeah. It, it's scary and it's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah, It's a beautiful thing and it's a scary thing because with that, you're like, well, shit, I can, I'm powerful. Mm -hmm. I'm really powerful. Right. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh, well, if I have to take responsibility for like the quote unquote good, and I'm air quoting because that's just a judgment, right? But if yeah. I take responsibility for the, the good things or the things that go right, then I also have to take responsibility for the bad things and the things that go badly. And that I think is part of being an empowered human being. Totally. Yep. 100%. I love that. And so I'm going to assume you're going to continue to go back to ayahuasca. As like you said, it's part of your, yeah. it's, you know, it's how you, it's now become a part of you and your life and how you live and how you grow. Right. And so in between ceremonies, you mentioned like, having your own ceremony at home with maybe mushrooms or something. So I'm going to assume you probably do microdosing as well. Yeah, I'm actually microdosing at the moment. Um, like I'm doing a protocol right now, but I, I didn't for about two years. So mm -hmm. I did one about two years ago and it was really transformative. And then I stopped and now I'm on a protocol again. Awesome. So let's yeah. dive into that and what you mean by like protocol and what that looks like for you. I'm definitely curious. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are who are starting to dive into the world of, of mushrooms and, and microdosing. So yeah, let's talk about that a little bit and your protocol. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'll just start this off by saying that microdosing is something that has helped me kind of optimize my day-to-day, -day, right? It's something that has really helped with productivity, with mood. Even if I'm kind of like moving through something difficult, the microdose helps me have a bit more of a bird's eye perspective and not get like so sucked into it. Yep. Whereas these higher dose ceremonies are the things that really like catapult you into the transformation. So they're two very different things from my experience. Um, but with, with the protocol, the one that I do is called the Fadiman protocol. It's probably the most popular one, you know, 
put forward by James Fadiman, who wrote the Psychedelic Explorer's Guide, which was the first mention of the use of microdosing, which, you know, introduced microdosing to the world. Um, but this protocol is you take a dose on day one, then you take a break on day two and three, and then on day four, you start back up. So you're taking a dose every three days. Right. And the reason for this is because a lot of people report an afterglow on the day after a microdose, sometimes feeling even better and more energized than on the actual dosing day. Right. And then on by day three, you're kind of returned back to baseline. So it's a really great way to kind of compare the different states that you go through and really take inventory of how it's working for you and if it's working for you. Totally. Yeah, I love that. And so for somebody who's very new to microdosing, is that the protocol that you would typically recommend for them or what what would you recommend? Mm -hmm. Well, I would... I would hesitate to make any recommendations because this is, you know, substances that are not even legal in Canada, believe it or not, <laughs> totally. which, yep. I mean, that's a whole other conversation that we don't For have sure. to go down. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to make that disclaimer because, yep, you got to make all the disclaimers these days. Yeah. Um, but I will say that the Fadiman protocol every three days is the one that I see being utilized the most often. The other one that seems to be popular is put forward by Paul Stamets, who is a famous mycologist. Um, and he does a microdose every four days or every five days, like five, four or five days in a row. And then you take two or three days off. Um, and I believe the dosing is a little bit different. Right. Um, but in general, the dose should be one-tenth to one-twentieth of a regular dose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. And so you have definitely found it to enhance productivity, focus. Do you have, um, I know for me, there are some specific days where I'm like, okay, it's a work day. Like I got to write, I got a lot on my plate to do today. And you know, today is definitely a mushroom day. Yeah. Do you have days <laughs> like that? <laughs> a dose day. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, I have found that it um it's almost like it puts me in a meditative state a lot easier. Um like that focus and flow is just a lot more accessible to me. Um and my mood seems to feel just a little bit brighter on yeah. microdosing days. And even like once you start doing the protocol for you know, 3 months or 6 months or 9 months it kind of starts to become your new normal, which is really nice. So it's yeah. a great reset in that way. For sure. Yeah. I love that. Amazing. And so let's dive into your podcast. When did you officially launch that? So this is a great segue because I launched Modern Psychedelics when I did my first proper microdosing protocol. Awesome. I All of that productive <laughs> energy was just flowing through me as I was launching it. Um, so that was April 2022. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, April 2020 when the pandemic started. Right. And yeah, I at the time was at a job that I was just exiting. I wasn't really enjoying it. Um, and I had just started, you know, the deeper work with the ayahuasca and I was 
consuming so much stuff about psychedelics, like reading so many books. I, I was just so consumed by it that I was like, I need to do something with all of this knowledge that I have. And, you know, I was journaling one day and I came up with this idea to start a podcast and interview people about psychedelics. Um, and so it was born. But the the actual podcast, the audio, like I started the Instagram page in April 2020. And then the actual podcast didn't launch until nine months later, which is how long it takes to birth a baby, which is interesting. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Or to carry a baby to full term, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So in that time frame, were you meeting some resistance? Like what was showing up for you for launching the podcast? Oh my gosh. So much resistance. I was terrified. I was terrified. Um, I don't know if you can relate to this before you started your podcast, but the idea of using my voice and speaking my truth and just existing on the internet as an audio file that people could listen to right. scared the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. It terrified me. And then, you know, the Instagram page was growing really quickly. Yeah. Because it was like really cute and colorful. And I guess people just, it was also the right time, like psychedelics were taking off and people were really resonating with the content. And, you know, the Instagram was growing very quickly. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this on my own. I want a partner. I want someone to come on and do this with me. I would like to have a co-host. And I shared this with my friend. We were actually at an ayahuasca retreat together and I shared this with her. And um, she's an incredible woman and a life coach as well. And just you know, such an inspirational person. And she was like, well, I would love to, I would love to host this podcast with you if you'll have me. So that happened and it wasn't long until we okay. actually started recording. And that partnership was a nice little push in For the sure. direction of actually, you know, launching, but oh my gosh, so much resistance. <laughs> yep. I, I can fully relate. I, I fully can relate. Um, I think that voice shows up for me almost on the daily, you know, just because of the numbers and the following and all of that. I think it's easy from the outside for people to be like, oh, it's just so easy for her. Oh, and, you know, like some days are easy. Sure. Don't get me wrong. And there are some days where I'm like, I'll say whatever I want to say. And I'm showing up today in the biggest, most powerful way. And I'm just going for it. And then other days it's, it's not like that. It's the total opposite. And I want to like, hide in you know in a shell and I don't want to show up and it's so up and down I mean mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is so confronting yeah so confronting yeah yeah so I'm so glad that you <laughs> you've launched it and that you went out there and you did the thing and you you know felt the fear and you did it anyways and I'm sure that just that alone has taught you so much about what you're capable of yeah. Yeah. I think when you are confronted with fears like that, which we all get confronted with these fears all of the time, especially when embarking on something new, when we have those fears and we're still able to show up and to do the thing, to me, that's a sign that 
what you are moving through has a higher purpose. Totally. And there is an unknown, you know, presence, call it spirit, right? There is an unknown presence that is propelling you to move forward and to move through the fears and to keep doing it, even though you're super, super scared. Totally. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you did it. And now you're in your second season. So that's just, it's just come back, right? Yeah. For, for March. Well, we're recording this in March. So that's really yeah. exciting. Um, so I'd love to chat about, this is really funny because when you filled out the podcast interview form, and I always ask our guests, you know, what, what questions can I ask you? You were like aliens. <laughs> okay, great. Let's. You know, you wrote more than aliens. You wrote spirituality I must have and just healing. Finished watching an alien documentary. Or I love it. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Well, I'm so curious if she's ever encountered encountered aliens while on her ayahuasca journey." Um, so let's chat about that. Aliens. What? Yeah. Have you had encounters? Let's chat. Yeah. About that. So well, I. Kind of, kind of, but not really, but I'll explain. So I'll, <laughs> again, I'll preface this by saying that a year and a half ago, I was like the first person to not give any interest about aliens. Like I didn't care. I was like, yeah, they're obviously real, but like, who cares? Right. Like, right. right. What significance does it have? Um, and then my, so my podcast host and I also did this mushroom ceremony together on my 30th birthday last year. And oh man, so we have a podcast episode on modern psychedelics. If you want the full story, it's episode number four. Awesome. But she had been having all of these experiences with the Pleiadians who are a group, a consciousness from the Pleiades and... Yeah. You know, they're very tall and beautiful and Nordic looking and they, you know, exist in the higher dimensions and are here to help assist humanity into the new earth. I hope your audience is resonating with the terminology okay. that I'm and using. If they're not, they're going to yeah. learn it right now. So it's all good. <laughs> okay. okay. So anyhow, she had had some experiences with them and you know, as she was telling me about them, I was just like, my interest was really piqued. And long story short, we did a mushroom ceremony for my birthday. She basically got abducted by the Pleiadians. Um, abducted sounds bad. It, it was a lovely experience, but basically she left her body for like four to five hours. And my friend and I just had to watch over her. And then as she came back, what I saw was her face, but it was like, have you seen Avatar? Yes. It was like an Avatar face where it was ginormous and it was like, it had like all these like glowy marks and she was just beautiful and it was very angular and, you know, large face, like she looked like an alien. Um, right. And the way that I kind of made sense of that in that state was that um, she was transitioning back into her like human <laughs> into her human body because it, it was very real like she was just a few inches from my face you know I, I saw it like yes I was on mushrooms but it was absolutely real and anyhow ever since then my 
belief and love for aliens has just increased so much because sure. I just feel they're like loving presence. And I really do believe that, you know, there's good and bad in every species or good and evil in every species and every consciousness. Right. Um, but I do believe that they have a lot of wisdom to share with us and that they are here to help us and that they know what's going on, you know, in a way that we don't. And yeah. um, one of the books that I read is called Bringers of the Dawn, Lessons from the Pleiadians. And while I was reading it, I just felt like nothing I had read in my life had resonated more. Like it was just, it was, it felt like a remembering. So those are my, those are my experiences and feelings about extraterrestrials. I love it. It's a fun topic. It is a fun topic. And I mean, I get that it's a very out there topic, you know, and for some of our listeners might be like, what the heck are they talking about right now? But I also find that, especially once you start diving into the world of plant medicine and, and psychedelics, you are just opened up to different dimensions. You are seeing so much beyond your current reality. And that's what I've experienced for sure. I have definitely left my body. I have left human form and have been transported to outer space and have been like, you know, I've had to open my eyes to come back into the ceremony room and been like, where am I? Am I here? Like, am I human? Is this what world am I in? Like, wow. and, and that's a beautiful thing because again, it's just, it's just opened me up to, to there's something out there that's so much bigger than us and just beyond us. And it's beyond comprehension. And so the more I can explore this conversation with others and, and listen to them and what they've experienced and what they've been through, like, it's almost like it helps me to piece things together as well. Right. So mm -hmm. if, if that makes any sense, but yeah, I think aliens like, or even not even aliens, just that experience you mentioned, like leaving your body. It's just, again, that reminder and that remembering that we are having this temporary human experience. And there's so much more to this life than what we can perceive with our eyes. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love so that. Did you ever see aliens or did you like have any encounters with them? Oh yeah. I've yeah. definitely, um, I've definitely had some encounters. Um, I mean, on my mushroom journey many years ago, I wouldn't, I mean, it wasn't necessarily an alien per se. I channeled somebody in a mushroom journey and that was like really wild. And there was a moment of like, is this really human that I'm traveling, I'm channeling right now. Like I, I wasn't sure. It took a little while to like figure that out. Um, and I've seen, like, I've seen them in different ayahuasca ceremonies for sure. Um, and then also like mushrooms. I always get this message with mushrooms that like they're, they're almost very alien form and mm. they're a yeah. form of communication or they're a bridge, I guess, of communication for us to learn more about this extraterrestrial world that's out there. Mm -hmm. And we can use mushrooms as a way to understand, understand them essentially. So that's always been like a message that kind of I've gotten. My partner has gotten that too. So I don't know if that's, you know, yeah. if you resonate with that. Yeah. I, I think fungi are definitely 
you know, otherworldly. Yeah. And they are very like psilocybin mushrooms. I do find they're a little more, you know, spacey and heady. Yes. So I think it's easier to leave your body, whereas ayahuasca is very grounding, yeah. right? Yeah. Earth Absolutely. medicine. Yeah. I love that. And so my last question for, for you for today, you know, you've mentioned the word ceremony and how you've been able to just bring that into like your everyday. And so I'm curious, like what that really means to you and how do you practice ceremony from day to day? Hmm. Huh. Ceremony to me is, it's an intentional and sacred space. And the way that I practice ceremony in my life is of course going to ceremonies right. um, and having my own ceremonies with with plant medicine, um, whether that's mushrooms or um, hape. I don't know if you're familiar. You yeah, probably would be from yeah. ayahuasca. Yeah, the tobacco, the sacred tobacco. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it just looks like throwing on some really nice music while cooking dinner and like just making that a ceremony like being so intentional with how you chop your onions and how you prepare the ingredients and how you cook and you know tasting along the way I think you can bring that intentional sacred space if that's how I'm defining ceremony you can bring that to anything and everything that you do and the more that I do that and the more that I practice it in different ways the more connected I feel to this life and to myself and to humanity so I think it's a very it's a very beautiful thing to hold ceremony space for yourself whatever that looks like totally I love that yeah that's really really beautiful I'm in the process of creating an episode right now all about creating ceremony and you know what it means to me and and how others can do so in their day to day. And like you just said it so beautifully right there about chopping your onions and creating ceremony and pretty much everything that you do. And, um, and I love that. And it can all really become sacred, right? So yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, especially, you know, bringing just to kind of round out the, the cooking thing, you know, I think the thing that really makes that a ceremony for me is just taking that moment to to thank the food and to thank everyone who was everyone whose hands touched this food to bring it to you and you know the earth for growing the food and the elements that that is very ceremonial so you can you can do that with everything right yeah i love that well that was so beautiful thank you so much for all of your insights today where can our audience find you and connect with you yeah, thank you again for having me. This was so fun. Um, so I am most active on Instagram, just Lana Pribic, L-A-N-A-P-R-I-B-I-C. I am also at Modern Psychedelics on Instagram. And then we have our website, modernpsychedelics.net. You can listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, all the places. And I'm working on getting my coaching website up. So that's Luckily. coming soon, but you can, you can message me or connect with me on Instagram if you're interested in coaching. Amazing. I love that. That's really beautiful. Well, we'll be sure to put all of that in our show notes and thanks again for your time today. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. If you would like to connect with Lana and her podcast, you can follow her at her personal account, Lana Pribic, on Instagram, or also check out at Modern Psychedelics. You can also head on over to modernpsychedelics.net for more information about their podcast. And thanks again, everyone, for being here. If you found this podcast resonated with you and it can benefit somebody else that you know in your life, we would love it if you can share it with them. Have an amazing day. I'll chat with you all guys next week. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.